Welcome back to Be Right, presented by MyBookie. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Stephen Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Got a great show today. Be recapping the Ryder Cup, talking about the Sanderson Farms Championship, and we have a chat with now three-time PGA Tour winner, Max Homa. But first, Steve, I understand uh, you have a word from our sponsor. Yeah, from our sponsors, MyBookie. Uh, Want to give them a shout out. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or the Pats this Sunday, this game is always more exciting when I've got money on it at my bookie. Get in on the action, take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win this race. Smart money bets the under. Don't wait around, join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use our promo code Golf Digest to double your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Golf Digest to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Boom. Um, yeah, well, anyway, let's get back to the Ryder Cup. And I was one of the dopes who got suckered into the whole, you know, Europe has figured this thing out narrative. You know, there was the whole. Carson Daly's giving Team USA a pep talk, pe- people mocking them, they're desperate, nothing's going to happen. So I did throw a l- few bucks on Team Europe at two to one odds. I'm a man of my word. I said I would do it last week uh, when we had Riggs on. He, he agreed with that pick and uh, we got slaughtered. I mean, what am I going to say? I mean, I, was, I, I wasn't devastated. It was nice to see Team USA, uh, you know, show some guts in this event and really dominate the way they did. But um, yeah, so that was my betting experience. I didn't start hopping in all the individual matches. I know, Steve, you you got a little off the rails on the Sunday. Uh, you want to f- fill us in on uh, how, how the week went for the boys? Yeah, year of accountability. <laughs> I was also wrong on Team Europe. CP was right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't. I, can't I couldn't even enough. truly celebrate it. I bet them, you know, but to win by three and to oh, win yeah. by six. <laughs> so I, I know last week I said I was going to make a big bet on them, minus 185. And like always, I kind of just, you know, galaxy brained myself out of it. And um, oh, they man. ended up winning by 10. And I didn't even win those bets. Had a decent oh, week elsewhere. But yeah, I couldn't even really like enjoy the beatdown because I didn't. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. That's tough. The singles matches, I mean, those are so much fun. I wish we had those more yeah. often. Um, it's not fun when you're on Harris English and he's two up with four to play and he loses. And, like, and, and oh. it doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, I think Harris English is hitting the water. Not and, even and like showed, I think two of those shots over the last three holes because it didn't matter to anybody except if you bet on it. Right. Um, so that was brutal. Also, well, and I, also, And also, Westwood literally hasn't won – a point in like a decade i mean <laughs> and his singles record single was back. like three and seven brutal brutal yeah. and they uh, need they need a broadcast just for th- th- those matches at the end that don't matter for the bet you gotta talk to the betters who are like still interested in those matches that is- i mean yeah, yeah. we need a, a Peyton and eli just like yeah. for, for gambling golf yeah. obviously that would be electric um just so you could see devastation like my face when when that <laughs> happened. Um, Xander and Rory, too. I bet on Xander because I thought Rory looked so bad. Um, so it could have been a much better week, but still very happy for the U.S. to get it done. Yeah, it's almost like English uh, tossed Westwood a bone. I mean, so I, like 
It's, I it's gotta his, say, it's probably his last yes. Ryder Cup match. Yes. He's just getting drubbed. The team's already won. I mean, it, like he was ninety nine percent to win that. It that's was, the only explanation. Like yeah. Zach Johnson came over and was like, "Hey, it'd be like nice to give you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. dog last stand." Yeah, so we'll take the old dog out. Back. Should, they should have given him the uh, the Aeon Sportsmanship Award, the Jack <laughs> Nicholas uh, for Tony tanking Jack it. Award. Yeah, for for tanking because that was very kind of him to let Westy get a get a final win there. Mm. Um, I guess just in general, guys. I mean, you know, we always talk about it. it. It is such a fun event. It is so unique. I mean, you see Patrick Cantley just a couple weeks removed from winning fifteen million dollars, <laughs> where he barely even you know gives a little fist pump to just like going nuts over four footers for par on like the first hole of a random Sunday singles match. I mean, it's just such a different vibe. I mean, it's just really, and obviously Rory crying and everything else. I mean, which, which again, we're not, we thought it, we all thought that was really cool. It just, it just shows you how much they care about this event, which unless you really play in it, I guess it's hard to really yeah. understand exactly. it. Yeah. It is funny though. There's still like, they do all show like really great emotion, but some of them are still like so hard. It's so hard to get out of your robotic mode. Like Cantlay after one putt on Saturday, I tweeted it. He just like held his putter in the air. Like he was yeah. holding a sword. Like that, that was his big <laughs> <laughs> Like they're just like, so like rigid. the high fives, yeah. Scheffler and Bryson, like whiffing on high oh, fives, God, like every brutal. other hole. And they're going yeah. like double, double hand yeah. high fives. Like these guys are, yeah. so awkward even when even when they get out of their shell a little bit but yeah it is it is still fun to watch yeah i don't think we could really understand like how much they care about it unless you're in the locker room and like right. could hear you know them describing it but then you and i think we forget because like the last one was three years ago um they it obviously means a ton to them because they're playing for you know their buddies and their team and obviously for the u.s it was redemption you know not winning a bunch of these recently so um yeah that i think that's one of the coolest parts of this is you know seeing a side of these guys that we we rarely get to see on tour you know xander chain smoking a cigar and sliding <laughs> down the gorse at whistling straights i mean he's not even going to do that you know if he won yeah. i don't know the u.s open or something like he was ecstatic because he did this with his buddies uh yeah. so cool yeah, I think Xander's like a sneaky, fun guy. Have, I mean, we San Diego like, State. Like, that's a that's a party school. So you know, yeah, you've gotta yeah, have that. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, I I I loved it too. And and even a guy like Bryson, who by the way, I mean, wearing we a lot of people talk about this. I mean, just even wearing like a, a baseball cap instead of the the funny <laughs> cap. I mean, he just seems like a more normal dude. And like yes. all his antics that we see usually from week to week when it's with the Ryder cup crowd, it actually seemed cool, like pumping him up on the first hole and then driving the green. And <clears throat> that one day when he was switching to the three wood and he said, relax, I'm still going for the green. Like these other weeks, like we'd be like, man, you know, he's kind of a tool or whatever, but <laughs> during the Ryder cup, it's just, it's awesome. And, and I, to me, I, I, I do give him benefit of the doubt. Some of these other weeks, it just comes across wrong, but for whatever reason, he was able to really be a showman this week. He provided the team with, with some big sparks. And obviously we all, well, maybe not us, but we all overrated this whole rift. And if that was going to hurt the team, I mean, when you go out there and you're hitting your own shots, you're not thinking about what another guy on your team is doing. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but I didn't want to say Dustin Johnson, um, John Rom played amazing, obviously. I mean, he was incredible and he is the world number one, but the guy who was the world number one before that Dustin Johnson 
kind of did a, Hey, remember me guys. And I wonder, does this, you, we read anything into this. Does this spill into the, the regular yeah. season going forward? Absolutely. Um, you know, after Riviera, we just, we are, we have Max Homa on later and, you know, he won that week and I'm, I'm almost positive Dustin was in the final pairing with them or yes. the final threesome, whatever it was. And it was like a carryover of what he had done all fall and he was still world number one. And then he kind of just, you know, disappeared by Dustin Sanders, which is like, you know, he's still finishing the top 10 here and there. I think he played well at Stevie's place, Congaree, right? Did he like tie for 10th yeah. there? And then he played well at the open championship. I think he finished six. And then you thought maybe FedEx Cup playoffs is when he kind of comes alive and he still didn't. So I think it was kind of always there. Maybe he was tinkering with something, you know, maybe he was just disengaged, like, you know, he can sometimes be, but to see him kind of turn it on for this week was, was really amazing. And yeah, I think it's something very big to come. I think it's going to be Dustin, the year of Dustin again, although if Rom plays this well, I mean, I'd love to see those two go at it, you know, all season in the biggest events that that'd be really exciting, but yeah, I'm not prepared to just hand over the, the uh, PJ tour to John Rom yet. I think Dustin Johnson, did a nice job reminding everyone uh, he was the world number one, not too long ago. And I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it back over in, in 2022 for sure. Yeah. I've, you know, it's funny, the more Rom put on a show and DJ, but Rom, I just kept thinking, how did he only win one time this <laughs> season? And I, I yep. get it. He should have won Memorial and he, and he yes. really probably should have won the tour championship. But it's still just kind of mind blowing because he he's like almost the best at every single Everything. aspect of the game. I mean, he's just incredible. I mean, he he really could be one of the all time greats. Um, and and so again, that yeah, Max him, Max Homa had more win, wins than him last exactly season, right? <laughs> exactly. So um, all right, well we've talked about Max Homa. Of course, he wasn't on the uh, the Ryder Cup team, but we hope and he hopes to be on it in the future. He's obviously trending that way with a third win to kick off the year in Napa. He, as we, we talked to him, he is number one in the FedEx Cup standings right now, of course, after that one week. Uh, so please have a listen to our chat with Max Homa. All right, we're excited to welcome back to the Be Right podcast, three-time PGA Tour winner Max Homa. He's here on behalf of Gillette and their 72 club. We'll get into that in a little bit. Max, first of all, I mean, every time we talk to you, it seems like you've won another tournament. So what, you know, how excited were you to get this season started with yet another win uh you're up to number three now yeah yeah <laughs> i guess uh yeah these these kind of podcast tours are good it means you've done something something <laughs> right but yeah it's, it was really exciting um you know i know it wasn't the deepest field uh, we've ever had but i think it winning's winning um i wanted i was thinking about this recently you go on these like as your like journey to like the ascension of the the golf world uh you go on these like plateaus of uh and tiers of play and you obviously look at the Ryder cup and that tier is the highest um mm -hmm. especially you know obviously for for the american game that's the 12 best dudes we've got um and and those guys uh you know win a bunch of win majors and everything and it's things i haven't done yet uh, but then there's a tier below that i feel like uh was i was kind of teetering on which was you show up at certain events and there should be a feeling of hey like i have a very good chance this week um 
And I felt like, you know, playing in Napa, that was kind of it. There was still some great golfers, obviously world number one, John Rahm was there. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt McNeely was there. Uh, you know, people, I, Will Zaltorz was there. A bunch of good players were there, but it was clearly not as deep as, as, as some others. Uh, it's a false series event. So when I went into that event, I wanted to show like, Hey man, like it, you're, you should be one of the better players here just through numbers. And it's like about that time that you go prove that. So it was nice to, even just play well, be in contention, but I kind of wanted to, um, you know, obviously getting the win is, uh, it's a confidence boost, uh, especially for that. Just, Hey, if you, you know, you look at John Robin, me, I know he's a bad example because he does it every week, but the dude's the best player in the world. And every week he kind of proves like, Hey, I'm the best player in the world. So right. it's, right. it's impressive. And that's what you want to do. I felt like, you know, that's something that uh, the, the top guys pride themselves on and something I need to kind of start doing a bit more of. Mm. You think getting your third win, our, our colleague Dan Rappaport put it like this, you know, your second win kind of proves, you know, it wasn't a, a fluke winning the first time. Now your third win, like, you know, you, you're here to stay on the PGA Tour. Do you, do you really feel like this is huge for your, you know, personal um, progression on tour? Yeah, I do. And in a weird way, it's just because I – Golf is an interesting sport, man. It like it always, or as a profession, it always, you always have a bit of fear that like, man, like, you know, cause it's so hard to win, you know, how, is that my last win? I, I knew it wasn't going to be my last win, I guess, but I like, it's just so difficult to do that. You just, it's not like you just look around the corner. Oh, I'll win that one over there later in the year. Um, right. So, you know, as even though we play, you know, 30 events a year, 30 events isn't a ton is if you look at the odds of winning a, a golf tournament. So, uh, to feel like it, you want to try to normalize it as much as possible. So, uh, you know, I read Daniel's tweet and it meant a lot, but it also, you know, you have to get your mind in the place where it's like every week I'm going to win and I'm going to show up to majors and I'm going to win and I'm going to be on a Ryder Cup team. Like you have to somehow get your head mm -hmm. in that space. And, you know, I had a really good season last year, but I finished it poorly. And it's like, man, is that going to bleed into the next season? And to sh see that it didn't, that's that more like made me kind of see hey dude like you don't need to be worrying about all this like you your game is going to stay out here and, mm -hmm. and just go play some golf you're going to have your peaks and valleys but um don't don't get <laughs> don't get too bogged down by the the valleys you right. said uh after the win you said that not making the team kind of stung I, I can't imagine no offense but in 2018 it couldn't have been a realistic goal when when did you kind of start thinking like i i have a chance to make this team and obviously it ended up hurting and then they go on to win and it looks really fun. And I'm sure you were <laughs> sad not to be there. Yeah, it's all right. You know, it's like I said, uh, you know, disappointment breeds motivation. So it was very motivating to watch them. And I was still rooting uh, as hard as I could for them. Like I said, a bunch of those guys uh, uh, are my friends. So it's really cool to see them do that. But um, yeah, I wouldn't have been disappointed in 2018 or, you know, 2019 to miss the team. I, I just felt like after I won Riviera, I had been on a couple of the phone calls and the Zoom calls and the text messages prior mm. to Riv. But once I won Riviera, I, I was like, all right, man, I can, I can make this team. And for me, it's like I try and be realistic with everything uh, and and rational with everything. So when I when I decided in my head I, I should have a chance to be on that team, then it became, you know, my my goal to do so. And, and then I came up short. Obviously, it's a, a tall task, but I was just more disappointed by not even really giving myself much of a chance to be on that team at the end. I mean, I didn't – it's not like I got a phone call from Stricker. It's not like I was very close, and that was mm -hmm. from my own doing. So that's, that's why it was so disappointing. 
Um, but, uh, again, it wasn't like I was sitting there by my phone waiting to maybe get a phone call. I wasn't, you know, I was just disappointed with my lack of, uh, uh, like being clutched down the stretch of trying to make that team. Um, but yeah, it's just everything I guess put, gets put into perspective, um, or, or, or every goal kind of gets, um, crystallized the closer you get to that, that opportunity, obviously, like I said, 2018, that'd be a joke to think that I was going to be on that team. Um, but, you know, as it gets closer, it's like it starts to you can feel it a little bit more. And, and then it becomes that's when the disappointment, I guess, gets built up maybe a little bit. Well, it was a heck of a team. I mean, the average world ranking was nine or whatever. And I mean, Steve, Chris and I could have been on the team and they could have won. Still. That's how, <laughs> I mean, they played amazing. So I just how much you know, it sounds like you did watch a lot of it. Was there anything that surprised you at all in watching it? And And I don't know, can you did you get gain anything from watching that that could help going forward? Uh, I honestly don't. I mean, the score surprised me, obviously. I mean, that was incredible, but the play didn't. Some of the partnerships that were uh, made were really cool. Um, and I would say surprised me in a good way. DJ and uh, Morikawa. Um, mm. I, I've always thought Morikawa, and I think everybody kind of does, is a kind of a mini DJ. He doesn't hit it quite as far, but they have very similar golf swing and they hit the mm -hmm. same golf shot i do think like the golf course really favored the american team i think pretty much uh any golf course would have favored the american team this year um it's just uh it's a it's a tough it's a tall task to try to beat yeah the average world ranking being nine <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's just a that's a good on any team that could go out there and, and, and beat, beat them. So I think it, it was cool. Um, but it was, it was cool to see the young guys go out there and have so, so much success because I think we as players out there know how good they are and how not scared they are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. Go out there and do your thing. Let's stop all this madness of, you know, the U S team kind of chokes and Ryder cups. Like let's go right. out there and, and, and do what we all know they should be doing. Right. Before we let you out of here, Max, we got a, a few more questions, but I want to make sure we ask about uh, the 72 Club while you're here with Gillette. Uh, I know they're kind of partnering with the Grint, the scoring app, and um, I think they're rewarding folks for shooting a net 72 kind of on an everyday basis. Just give us a, a little more on um, what they got going with uh, with 72 Club. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, obviously 72 is even par. You shoot net 72, you can uh, go onto the grint.com uh, uh, backslash Gillette 72 club and uh, type in your score, uh, get a chance to win a shirt and then just be a part of a community of other golfers striving to, you know, shoot 72 and keep getting better. They, uh, they're trying to tie themselves to the idea that us as golfers, we are all always trying to get better uh, and try and lower our scores and they're trying to do that. Uh, in the deodorant space. So uh, I just think it's awesome to have a big company, uh, you know, tie themselves to golf. Uh, you know, we, we all love golf, but you never know if everybody else loves golf. Right. So it's cool that they're making the movement for it. So it's awesome to be a part of. For sure. So everyone should go check that out. Um, just a few more and we'll let you go. Uh, right now, you know, you're, you won the season opening event. You're number one in the FedEx Cup. Wondering if you're, you know, starting to look at uh, how to spend that 13 million, you know, looking at cars and new houses, <laughs> stuff like that. No, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I looked at uh, how much it costs to go to space like Bezos did a couple of months ago, <laughs> uh, but it's still, that's a few FedEx cups away. Uh, so no, it's, it's uh, you know, try to take it day by day for now. So I'll just stick to buying a Ferrari a day for like a month and then see where I, where I've got left after. There you go. <laughs> 
got to have your eye on the uh, President's Cup. I'm assuming it's at Quail Hollow a year from now. You're mm. kind of okay, decent spot in the standings. Tough question here. Would you rather make that team and, and know you're on that team or miss that team and, and uh, maybe make the 2023 U.S. Ryder Cup team and go to Italy? Uh, that's a good would you rather. I'm going to say I'm going to make both teams and then not worry about that question. <laughs> yeah. That's the right answer. Yeah. Yeah, I, just this kind of random, but uh, just last month was the 25th anniversary of Tin Cup. And obviously you were pretty young when that movie came out, as were all of we. But is that is that a movie that you've watched and you've enjoyed through the years? I think Tin Cup's my favorite golf movie. I think Happy Gilmore and that are, are my two favorite, are definitely my two favorites. I think Tin Cup edges it. Yeah. Um, obviously because of Phil Mickelson's cameo, uh, that's <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's my favorite golf movie. Uh, I've watched it a million times. I played Q school where they did the, the filming uh, of 18. So, right. um, you know, I, I, I really, that, I think that's as good as it gets personally. Max, I'm imagining you're watching this Peyton Manning, Eli Manning cast on Monday nights. Is, is there something uh, golf can do to kind of repeat that and would you be interested in doing something like that kind of breaking down live golf shots with you know another fun guy that that can kind of talk and and you know kind of be unfiltered like you are on social media yeah I think there's space for it I had considered or I had, I had thought of, uh, the idea with Shane back in the day to uh once if someone's going to miss the if someone misses the cut in an event and if they had to stay for the weekend like pay them a few thousand bucks and be like come in for an hour talk about the shots um you know you already saw the golf course so you could explain it really well I mean that's why Eli and Payne are very good at it you know that's the tough part like they're tremendous at what they're doing uh, as far as like being on camera but I think that most most players would have that same understanding I mean they're you know they're they're a little bit maybe obviously more accomplished but I think most people see the the field and, and, and golf see the see the shots similarly so I think it'd be a cool idea but um you know it's a it's tough. You got to get somebody who uh, isn't playing in the event to want to do it. And then uh, also somebody who's charismatic enough to uh, want to do it. So it's kind of a tricky situation, but I love what they're doing. At least being innovative is really cool. So hopefully, uh, you know, kind of the CBS, NBC uh, will look into ideas to do something like unique like that. Well, Max, thanks a lot for joining us uh, again. Congrats on the third win, the starting of the season such a high note uh win again and and come back on the podcast please i will be there thank you very much guys have a great day thanks, thanks max you too. see y'all before we get into our picks for the sanderson farm championship I want to tell you about our sponsor my bookie tom brady returns to new england for the biggest game of the year and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie whether you're back in the bucks or the past this sunday the game is always exciting when you got money on it at my bookie get in on the action take this game to a whole new level at my bookie both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win this race. Smart money bets the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game in the season. Use our promo code Golf Digest to double your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Golf Digest to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right. Thanks again to Max Homa for joining us. And thanks to Gillette for bringing him to us. Um, all right. We get back into the PJ tour season. What a weird season. How huh? you got, you had the one week break, you start, then you have another one week break and now you have a few events and, and let's be honest. It's not a great field here at the Sanderson farms championship. Uh, the only 
Ryder Cupper playing this week is Sergio Garcia, and that's because he's a defending champ. He probably felt kind of obligated, like he, he had to show up and try to defend that Rooster Trophy. Um, so not a lot going on here. Not even Max Homa. Not, he's not even trying to defend that uh, top spot in the FedEx Cup standings right now. Uh, but anyway, Steve, tell us a little about, uh, I guess, the course, what we can expect this week uh, with this tournament. We do have Zach Johnson here, assistant captain. He's making the trip, but uh, obviously didn't play in it yet. We got the Country Club of Jackson in Mississippi, the Sanderson Farms. Um, this course is hosted. This event now, this is going to be the eighth year. Uh, so we do know a significant amount about it. It's it's not so long by tour standards. It's uh, 7,460 yards as a par 72, but I mean, it's a relatively flat site. There's, there's trees, um, you know, a lot of straight holes. So I think what we've found the last three years, you know, the last three winners have been Cam Champ, Sebastian Munoz, and Sergio Garcia. You need to be a good ball striker. Um, interestingly, the four years before that, we're all kind of short hitters and really good putters. So we had, um, now I'm doing this off memory, um, we had Ryan Armour. We had uh, Cody Gribble, Peter Malnati, and I'm forgetting the, the fourth. Um, 2013, Woody Austin. <laughs> Woody. No, no, there's someone after that. I think Woody must have won at a different course. Um, and he, oh, oh, Nick, Nick Taylor. Taylor. Nick, Taylor. Nick Taylor was it. Yeah, okay. So Yeah, you know, Woody, not, you're right, you're right. So not long guys off the tee. You know, those are short knockers, but they hit it straight. So what we've seen is, you know, the rough is not thick here, um, you know, two inches high um, and the greens are very benign. So, you know, you don't have to be a good putter, obviously Sergio won. So that proves that, um, but yeah, so, you know, just hit it, hit it long and be good with your irons. So that's what I'm looking at, you know, by tour standards, this is very middle of the road in terms of difficulty. Um, last year, it was uh, the 32nd most difficult course out of 51. Uh, thanks to my guy, Steve Bamford, for that stat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not a great field. Just I'm looking at guys who hit it really well off the tee, good irons. And even if you're not a great putter, I'm going to put some money on you this week. That's pretty much it. All right. So, again, not an elite field here, but uh, certainly some some strong players still in Mississippi. Let's take a look at the odds, courtesy of my bookie. We start at the top, co-favorites. Will Zalatoris and Sam Burns, both plus 1,600. Then you have Sung J.M. plus 1,800. The defending champ, Sergio Garcia, fresh off uh, actually a very strong Ryder Cup performance in a losing effort. He's plus 2,000. Uh, also uh, plus 2,000, Corey Connors. Um, and then that's it. Those are those are the big favorites because then we get to 30 to 1 or, or, or higher. So let's start at the top. CP, not a place you usually like to go, but uh, you do like Sungjae. You do like Will Z usually. We all like Sammy B. Uh, we all like Corey Connor. So, you know, there's some intriguing names. It's just unfortunate, I guess, that they're all so high up on top of the board this week. Yeah, very some names that should not be favorites. I guess Will's out tour should definitely be should definitely be 16 to 1 in a field like this. And everything Steve said kind of points to him. You know, great ball striker, don't have to putt well, that kind of um, that's Will Zalatoris to it. That's a lot of these guys at the top. <clears throat> Corey Connors, you mentioned. Um, Sergio, obviously. Keegan, I know there's a lot of talk about already. You know, 
feels like a good bet, Keegan, because he did finish fourth year last year, first time showing up here. Mm. Another great ball striker, great tee to green guy. He drives it well too. If he could just not, you know, lose strokes putting. Um, you're gonna have to bet on some scary guys this week that can't putt to um to kind of fill up your card. I'm probably gonna pass. I think it could be a long shots week, um, because it's such a weak field at a at a course where you know 18, 19 under wins it. So you just need that one deep long shot guy to kind of have uh, the week of uh, the week of his season here. So I, I hate all these. It's not the names that I hate. It's the numbers next to them that I hate this week. So I don't know. I don't, I don't have it. Maybe Keegan, I don't, maybe that that's about it at the top of the board for me. I know you didn't mention him and I skipped ahead, but um, yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. This is a tough week. This is kind of like the Fortinet spiceless week. Um, yeah. You know, even Sergio showing up, I bet, you know, if we're going to do spicy nugs, I'd bet him to miss the cut just, just out of a principle, oh, yeah. you know, that he's obligated yeah. to show up and wants to get the hell out of it. Wants to get the hell out of here, but he's playing well. He's playing well before the Ryder cup too. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I might as well drop a few more names in there because you're right. And, and I loved even how Max Homa admitted, you know, he almost <laughs> like felt bad about winning in Napa. He's like, eh, you know, the field wasn't that good, but a win's a win, you know, like, yeah. and, and, <laughs> I, you know, I appreciate his, his honesty there, yeah. but uh, yeah, you mentioned Keegan uh, 33 to one right above that Charlie Hoffman and Siwoo Kim at 30 to one uh, Steve's boy, Mito Go. Pereira, Mito. Uh, 33. No, Steve, I identified him CP. Don't, that's his guy. So don't, <laughs> don't jump on it. No, just you guys had a little, you guys had a little rift over that last time. You guys, uh, you guys can have him for the whole year. I won't bet on him. Wow. So not one time the whole year. You're missing. God, I out. hope he wins five I times. I want to miss <laughs> out. I want to miss out. You guys can have him. Have wow. Him. Okay. Cameron Tringale plus 3,300 HV3, Harold Barner, 3,300 Cam Davis, 3,300. Um, and then we get into the 40 or above. So, all right, Steve, your turn with, with some of these top guys who we're not used to kind of seeing as top guys. Yeah. Sam Burns. I have burned uh, money on him here in the past. I know he finished third in 2018. I remember mm -hmm. being very confident in him in 2019. He finished like 45th or something and he missed the cut last year. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. That feels like a spot where people are not going to bet him, and he could easily win. I mean, he's a lead off the tee. He's 25th in the world. Um, and I think he's the best player in this field. So I'm not going to bet him, but I could see it. Um, it's the number, obviously. Willie Z, I have bet because I, I can see this being his first win. He did play here last year, was also coming in in, in good form, a couple top tens. I forget if the U S open was before this, it might've been. Um, and then he missed the cut, but you know, that might've been just, he was tired after the corn fairy season. That leads me to believe Willie Z is going to play well here. He's probably better than anyone in this field in both of those things, driving it well and iron play. And in Napa, he played well. He just really couldn't putt. Um, and the putter has kind of come around leading into this. So I think on greens that, you know, you really don't need, uh, to be a good putter on Willie Z is my first bet in this range. Um, then Corey Connors is definitely interesting because you describe all those things like being a good ball striker and not putting like CP said. Um, that's most of this top half of the field. I, I don't know. I can't get there with Connors. Maybe it's because we haven't seen him in a while. Um, that might come back to haunt us, but I'm not there. I am on Mito um, because the things he does well are drive it far and hit good irons. So um, I'm obviously not going to miss out 
after last time. So I'm going back there. Um, and then I'm not on anyone uh, until later on. So we could go to the next range. All right. Let's go to the next range then. Uh, starting with Kevin Streelman, 40 to 1. Seamus Power, 45. Aaron Wise and Carlos Ortiz and Sebastian Munoz at 50. Matthew Wolf, 55 to 1. Emiliano Grillo, Mackenzie Hughes, Gary Woodland, Chez Reeve, Patton Kazire, Scott Stallings. They're all 60 to 1. Um, any interesting names there? I mean, obviously, Matt Wolf is always an interesting name. CP, uh, any any thoughts on, on his chances this week? Yeah, I don't know. It just hasn't, um, even the last few times we saw him, kind of hasn't really been that good. Still, that's a nice little number next to his name, though. That That's something I'd usually be interested, 55 to 1 for a player of his caliber in a weaker field. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Wolf. Uh, Scott Stallings obviously just played really well in uh, at the Fortinet. Um, he seems to fit this, this profile Steve was talking about, too, but um, nobody in this range for me. Um, maybe, uh, maybe if we get down to 70 to one, Patrick Rogers is a, is of interest for, for some. For some, AKA one person <laughs> in the few. world who will bet on him. Um, yeah, I think Wolf is, that's an interesting spot, you know, off the missed cuts we've seen guys win, um, you know, all of last year off a couple of missed cuts. So 55 to one, I think is almost a blind bet for me. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think Wolf was probably home watching the Ryder Cup, kind of knowing, like, you know, next time around, if I play better, like, I should be on that team. You know, his his boys, Morikawa, Hovland duking it out on Sunday, too. So yeah, yeah. It's got to be a little kick in the rear end. So 55 to 1, I, you know, I, I think is worth a pizza bet there for sure. Um, Miliano Grio, too, I bet him at, at in Napa. Did not work out so well, but things he does well are you know off the tee and approach and he can't putt for for shit um 60 to 1 i think it's a good number i'm gonna keep going back to him if if those ball striking stats are decent uh and then gary woodland at 60 to 1 really stands out to me too um wow this field gary woodland you know if you look at the more historical numbers should not be significantly shorter than kevin strillman and seamus power um and, you know, we saw signs of his game kind of turning around at the 3M. He was right there, had a poor Sunday. Uh, so Woodland, that could kind of be like a Sergio um, narrative from last year, the guy, you know, kind of struggling a bit until he finds it here. So Woodland has my money. Uh, Grio might, and I think Wolf uh, probably will as well. All right. Um, some long shots, uh, some, some uh, you know, DraftKings, uh, Daily Fantasy angle, Steve, I'll let you start first uh, with, with some guys. Yeah, I think Tom Hoagie at 110 to 1 is mm. very interesting. Uh, you know, finished. He had a top five at uh, Northern Trust, you know, a playoff event. And now, you know, he's not getting much respect at all from odds makers. Um, and, you know, why he played well at Northern Trust, you know, you need to be elite off the tee at Liberty National. And that's what you need to be here. So 110 to one is I think pretty live. And I think if you look at his DFS price, he's, he's very underpriced. Um, our guy, Rick Gaiman has the DFS article at golfdigest.com. Everyone needs to check out. Yeah. He makes the point. Hoagie is 7,200 on DraftKings. So um, that that's a great price. I think uh, for Wawa Hoagie um, 
Aaron Rye at 100 to one, you know, just way more talented than a lot of these guys. Like, I don't know who the, who is Chad Ramey? Do you guys know who <laughs> Chad Ramey is? There's so many names in this field. Whoever, whoever said in top 10 for uh, Fortnite in our, in our gambling posts, I, I had to Google, I had to Google the guy. True. I think he had a great, I think he had a great uh, season on Corn Ferry last year. Of course. Yeah. I think our caddy and Brandon Gadula both yeah. picked him top 10, actually. And I, yeah, I still don't know who that is. A um, couple more dart throws. Uh, Matt Walsh had 110 to one. That kind of stood out. Dude, I, I was just about to say that this is one of those weeks where you got to find the name that just like yes. stands out. And that just jumped off to yes. me. Matt Wallace is Same here brain. this week and he's 110 to one was once ranked 23rd in the world. Mm-hmm. Another guy, like you just said, Wolf, I'm sure Wallace was watching the Ryder Cup. That was a guy we kind of penciled in on the team a couple of years ago, thinking he would he would, he would, would make the uh, the European team, similar feisty um, and Poulter type. Um, had a bunch of good starts on the PJ Tour last year. I think at Valero, third, I think he tied for six at maybe Quail Hollow. Um that's just a 110 to one at, at a pretty elite player um, in a weak field. I'm definitely going to bet that. I think Matt Wallace. Grayson Sig too. Another corn fairy mm-hmm. tour guys down here. Yeah. Chad Ramey had a another... better year than I realized on the corn fairy. Yeah. Tour. Wow. And he's only made one career cut on the PJ tour and it happened to be here. And he was a T26 a couple years ago. So the Vegas and in my bookie, all these places are sharp. They're not letting yep. anybody get away with, with uh, finding some of these, these gems, but I still agree. And that's, you know, he's at the same odds as Joel Damon, a PJ tour winner. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, no, no, no doubt about barn, that. Barn rats down here. He almost just yep. won BMW PGA. That's the other name that stood out to me. Look at that. Yeah, all right. Positive all right. I'm just going to drop, I'm just going to drop bombs this week. Yeah. I think. Drop bombs. Deep, deep bombs. <laughs> deep, deep bombs. Um, that's it. I, maybe yeah. Svensson. I know he popped yes. off the page ball striking wise down here at 160 to one. Um, JT Poston, I was just going to say Poston, another ball striker. Some of these. Yeah, guys. this could just be. Is he really a ball striker? He's more of a putter. Poston? Yeah. Doesn't he hit the ball well? He's don't, one of the don't, best don't all these PJ tour professionals hit the ball well? It's all relative. <laughs> this is yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, Hadley, Chesson, Chesson's all yeah. the way down here. There's a lot of, I, uh, I think yeah. it's just a pepper fest down here and, you know, a couple bucks on each guy. And, and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go big on Zalatoris and, and sweat every uh, shot he hits this week. I'm just going to bet a bunch of these guys at the bottom. Too late for I feel like you could almost flip the hundred plus guys or the eighty plus guys with yeah. like the forty to eighty guys, and like you wouldn't even totally. I mean, like Rus- Russell Knox one fifty, Norlander mm-hmm. one forty, yeah. Wawrenski yeah. one forty. I mean, if these guys were forty to one, I'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense, kind of. Right. I mean, so. I, yeah, wow, there's a lot of value with with, with these guys. Oh, way Tyler down Mc, here. Tyler McCumber, 225. He's been popping up a little. Yeah, way down here. Too. Cam Young down at 300. Oh, mm. our boy. Oh, that's we a, might have to sprinkle. That's a bet. Oh, that's absolutely a bet. I did same, no, same odds as Bill Haas, Cam Young, oh, two, two Deeks. Well, that's not that's not fair to Cam because Deep uh, Bomb Deeks <laughs> this week. <laughs> Billy got off to a good start in Napa. Stevie was alerting yep. me. I got excited, <laughs> but then, of course, uh, kind of cooled off. But, uh, yeah, Deeks. Wow, a lot of Deeks down here at the bottom. Cam Young, we're all expecting big things from. He's finally on the PGA Tour. He's a local 
uh, Met area guy that we've been following since he was like a kid. So uh, <laughs> it's a creepy. Yeah, it, it sounds creepy, but it, it's <laughs> not. It's not. If you know, it's not. Yeah, you know, we just you know we had to cut our teeth too back in the day. Yeah, so that's right. I had a nice right. chat with his father, David Young, who's the uh, Sleepy head Hollow, Sleepy baby. Hollow, I'm sure you uh, did, Steve. Were you trying to weasel your way on the Sleepy Hollow again? <laughs> I was there. I was playing, and I oh, must be nice. Be chatting with Mr. Young. Honest question: Have have you played? Have you played yet, Steve? Since you've had the baby, no. Mm-mm. God, I haven't got oh. swung a golf club once. You got to come out of retirement here, dude. So the thing is, I That's need to go to the happens. chiropractor before I play golf. Oh, um, and now it's been nine, <clears throat> or eight weeks since I've been in the chiropractor. So I'm a stiff old man. I, I can't even. <laughs> this is my backswing. Like, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> normally my backswing, but right. So I just showed you. Yeah, you you haven't played. I didn't play for because of the Ryder Cup. I didn't play for seven whole days. I was like geeking out <laughs> yesterday. So I got out and got out and played yesterday oh, afternoon. Oh, oh. Uh, must be nice. oh, the, the grandpa voice. Oh. <laughs> nice. Seven whole days. Oh. Must be nice. Um, by the way, I, sorry, I, I hijacked the, the Homa interview for a second to ask about tin cup. I, I he, he gave a good answer. We'll see if it makes it working on that tin cup podcast. Everybody uh, check it out on Monday. I, that was I did. Ta- I did talk Such to a reporter uh, move. I, I did talk to Tin Cup himself yesterday. No big deal. You did, so, Costner? I did. More like Kevin Chatner. I mean, the guy <laughs> was very chatty. It was nice. a great talk. Oh, that's uh, good. That's what so you want. For people listening, check it out. I think it'll come out on Monday. Our big uh, Tin Cup uh, local knowledge podcast, 25th anniversary. I'll be promoting it again next week. But anyway, that's why if it seems random, um i was trying to, to work that <laughs> angle as well so uh, yeah that's why i asked him about eli payton i was like all right i guess we're just asking random questions no that was great <laughs> it, it, it just became like a pepper session yeah. with <laughs> random questions uh matt rando in the house but, uh, <laughs> shout out matt rando uh, uh, matt i don't know rando if he listens our, i'll tell him to listen survivor, this week yeah in our survivor pool a guy named matt rando i love it um anyway any football news I, first of all i'm just ecstatic Wake Forest, once again, waking the nation 4-0 in the top 25. Speaking of 300-1 to one odds, I believe they were 300-1 to one to win the ACC preseason. We should have. That's away. insane. Done That's a little. Maybe, maybe it was 100-1. to one. Maybe it was 100-1. They were, to one. No, no, they were at least 100-1 because they're yeah. still 16-1, to one, and that's only mm-hmm. because Clemson lost two and – you know, that's they're in the division. And- According to Robert Griffin, Clemson's playoff chances are done. Just, just so <laughs> Breaking news, if true. <laughs> Uh, God, talk about two losses not exactly dreadful conference not exactly eli and peyton on the call rg3 right um, right yeah no, i don't know not much football, football news i bet the steelers again money line worst bet of all time they stink big ben they, stink. they can't run big ben's can't. done they the got defense nothing wasn't even good last the video week. i'm sure people have seen it the video of big ben literally just tripping over the grass after taking a snap yep. in the shotgun yep. is one of the funniest things <laughs> i've ever they, seen they would have been an amazing under bet this year yeah because they just still get that respect and they, they were 11 and 0 last year and people were like i don't think they're very, i don't think they're that they weren't good. even and good they weren't even good they were right. 11 yeah. and 0 yeah but but it was it's like a perfect setup and they, you know they, they've got the the history and everything else but uh and then they beat the bills week one so you're like okay maybe they right. got them. that's true the bills that's were true. i think the hype got to them week that's one the, the home crowd being back oh, josh allen looked good last week so yeah <laughs> 
Wow, tough that? stretch for my Deeks. Louisville at Syracuse and then at Army, CP's team. Wow. Is that a tough Army. stretch? That sounds pretty I mean, That's a tough Army. stretch. Louisville, Louisville's a little feistier than people think. And then Syracuse, the dome, I, man. The dome is scary. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you. Yeah. Army, Army's, Army's, I don't think they're ranked yet, but. Um, they're borderline. Army's right? good. Yeah. yeah. They Wait, covered again. It's going to be Miami a slug, Ohio. you know, slug. That game is going to be a slug fest. Wake, yeah. Wake versus Army. Wake that runs the ball a lot, right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot of lot of running, a lot of that's gonna be old school. That's that's gonna be my type weird, of game. There's this weird thing that that RG3 was describing. They the the QB like tucks it in the back and they like ride each other for like Newman, Newman did that. It was like yes, no, it's a wake thing. It's they a wake hold thing. they yeah. they do the 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 read option like better than any team I've ever seen. Yeah. The way that the way the quarterback holds on, but to they the end ball. up it they usually end up handing it off anyway. And you and it looks like it's gonna be a disastrous play and then they <laughs> get like eight yards and you're like wow how did that happen or and then every once in a while a guy breaks it. Uh so they always have to come up with these weird wrinkles because we have no talent. So, uh, but they're doing a good job. All right. Well, uh, but again, UGA is, 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 looks like Covered a spread in the, in the first yeah. quarter. That was right. incredible. So, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt should be relegated yeah. from, from yeah. college football. Go I, to bet, I bet Mizzou already. <laughs> I didn't say you bet Vandy. Sheesh. No, they're getting 19 Mizzou. I mean, Oh, Mizzou already. Oh yeah. On Monday. That's this Against, week, isn't it? No, not Mizzou. Um, who, who's Georgia Arkansas, playing? Arkansas. Arkansas. 19. It's a noon game. I don't. I don't That's a steal. That must have been points. like set in stone because I don't understand why that's not a at night. B at three thirty. Well, Alabama Ole Miss I know is this week, so that's the CBS game. But um, I actually would agree with you there, Steve. Georgia usually like noon games at home. They yeah. come out pretty slow, but I don't know. Yeah, they man, they Kentucky do appear to be. Year. Yeah, they do appear to be a bit of a wagon at the moment, but I think Arkansas is good. So, and that yeah. Arkansas coach used to be at Georgia. I'm sure he knows how they operate. So, that's uh, going to be a fun game. I'm unfortunately going to miss that and the Bama game because I'm going to the Ohio State Rutgers game because Rutgers football is back. So, Whoa. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Very nice. I don't know if that sounds nice. That sounds like <laughs> torture to me to watch Rutgers run. plus 15 and a half. I like that quite a bit too at home. All right. Ohio State looks like trash. They were down seven nothing to Akron last week. Got a guy quit the team in the middle of the game. Tough in Columbus right now. They won by like fifty. Yeah, yeah they, they, still they scored they're still fifty-nine. They're they were down covered. seven zip. They did cover. Yeah, well, because the Akron guy like dropped a touchdown with five yeah. seconds left. And so. the week before, there you know Tulsa had a legitimate chance to win the game, and Ohio State put a little whipped cream on it at the end. So. Hoping Rutgers can cover the spread at least, make it make it my Saturday Saturday afternoon uh, a little interesting. All right, well, got a big week coming up between that and the Sanderson Farms <laughs> Championship. Uh, it was fun as always. Thanks again to Max Homa and Gillette. Thanks again to our listeners as always. Please subscribe to us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. Leave us a message. Leave us a, a betting tip. Uh, whatever whatever you got. Thanks as always to our producer, Greg Gottfried. And uh, please check back next week when we'll have more uh, more golf and, and even more college football picks, probably.